Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, today I'm going to go into a dissertation that is the entire length of the show. Um, it's one that you're going to want to listen to time and time again on the podcast. If you're listening to it right now, call into work and tell me you're going to be 30 minutes, 45 minutes late. Uh, you're going to want to listen to this thing from beginning to end because this is material that I think is so important to so many people that are listening to a show like this. And it's about change. Have you ever felt in your life that you've come to a point where what you've done in the past isn't going to work anymore? that it's time for a change, a complete change, not just a little change. For, for example, I want to identify two different types of changes in your life. The, the type of change that most people like is what I would call incremental non-disruptive change. Incremental non-disruptive change says, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it a little better, do a little bit more of it. And you can think of this in a thousand different ways because it's everything in your life you just want to get a little bit better at. So you're thinking, okay, I'm going to spend a little more time with the kids. Okay, you know, I'm going to spend a little more time with my wife. I'm going to spend a little more time working out. I'm going to eat a little less food. Um, I'm going to save a little bit more money. Um, Spend a little more time doing X, Y, or Z. Um, You could take it a step further and go, okay, you know, I've decided now that I'm going to buy single-family houses, which is really the other type of change. Okay, I'm going to do something completely different. Where you figure out that my life isn't going to work. I've had so many of these moments, so many of these epiphanies um, in life where I needed to do something that was a radical and disruptive change in my life. And people don't like that radical and disruptive change because radical and disruptive change hurts in almost every situation. Because to do it, You have to give up something to get something else. And the reasoning behind radical disruptive change is because incremental change has done 
is doing you no good. I remember in my first marriage, you know, I would like to have had a relationship that grew and it, there was, it would get better and better and better. And there would be more sexual activity and more things that would fulfill me, but they didn't occur. You know, the incremental changes, the itty bitty changes that we worked in a relationship towards uh, the way she thought about money, the way I thought about money, what she wanted out of life, what I wanted out of life. No matter how hard we worked at trying to put together a plan and incrementally improve that relationship, it just could not and would not work. And it took a disruptive, radical disruptive plan of a divorce to change that. And interestingly enough, after that divorce, everything in my life got better because it was like a giant burden taken off of your shoulders of this day to day, day to day, to day to day understanding that you can't go away from this burden. You can't get away from it. So if you've been for 30 years saving your money, putting in your 401k and incrementally trying to increase the balance and then the stock market crashes, you've got this giant burden. It's just driving you crazy that you can't get away from it. What you are doing is not working. And doing more of what is not working isn't gonna work any better. You're gonna keep on getting what you're getting if you're gonna keep on doing what you're doing. And so at some point in life, it becomes time. Now in my life, I found it to happen way more than once. I've had many, many, many points in my life where I had to change my life completely. When I was a little fat kid, I couldn't just watch my diet. I had to completely stop eating what my parents told me eat, eat only a pre-described diet, work out every single day in a pre-described determined method that was written down that I followed, and then I got the results. But just trying to eat a little bit better or trying to be a little more active on the playground just didn't make it happen. It took radical disruptive change that really, quite honestly, irritated my parents that I did it and everybody else around me for that matter because I didn't care about anything else. I was involved in this radical disruptive change. And that's another factor about radical disruptive change. While you're going through it, almost nothing else matters. It's kind of like we strive for this balance in our life. But when things get so far out of balance to where there's need for this radical disruptive change, you don't have any time to sit around and spin plates. It's time to let all the plates hit the ground and pick up something completely different, a giant plate, a completely different thing. You're no longer balancing or juggling balls, you're now juggling chainsaws. It's a completely different world. And you've gotta let the balls hit the ground to be able to pick up the chainsaw and start spinning the chainsaws. So what I've done today is I thought through a little bit what I do when I go through radical change and what mistakes people make when they go through radical change and how you should go through this. Because there is a point, somewhere along the way, you're gonna wake up and realize you're living a life of quiet desperation and you need to make a radical change in what you're doing. It's gonna happen. It might happen to you now, because you're listening to this radio show, it might happen to you when you're 55 or 65 years of age and realize you don't have the money to retire. It might happen to you because you have an illness that you almost die from and you realize, man, I've been just living this life of quiet desperation. Yeah, I, I try to get a little bit better in my job each year and yeah, you know, I'm trying to spend a little more time with my kids and yeah, I'm trying to just do a little bit more of everything but you really haven't accomplished anything because your life has run into a dead end. There comes a point in your life 
where incrementation will defeat you. It cannot work. You can't add more. I was saying, more is not better. Better is better. And at some point in your life, you've just got to drop more out of your brain. You don't need any more savings. You need your savings to make you a lot of money, right? That's the difference in the thought process. You don't need to work out more often. You need to work out more effectively. You don't need to diet more often. You need to diet more effectively. There is a way to do things that if you change the way you do it, then everything's going to get better. But you have to be willing to take that step of radical change. Because if you don't, then you're never going to get there. So I want to go through these steps. Step number one is identify the end in mind. So many people, when they charge out to take on a new project, and look, we're running into it here at my house right now. This giant freeze killed everything. So we have to either incrementally fill back up all these plant pockets, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars of lost plants, which we've done every year now for the last five years, or finally, I'm just getting irritated and going, I'm not doing it anymore. I've done it year after year after year for five years. All my tropicals die. Guess what? Tropicals don't work. So I'm going to redesign my entire landscape based on plants that will be hardy in Houston, Texas weather. I've had for five years plants that have survived every freeze. And there are plants out there that are beautiful. There are plants out there that are designed to go through different temperature changes and or ones that are designed just to be replanted every year. And the reality is, is that I had to come to this radical conclusion that I wasn't going to just replace everything the way it was. And so the first question is, what is the end in mind? And my end in mind in that project was quite simply this. I want to have a yard that I can just leave to the landscapers. Mow it, cut it, trim it, fertilize it. I don't want to have to go out there and replant it every single year. I'm tired of that. More planting is not better. Better planting is better, right? Other projects you take on like that. Right now I'm expanding my company from a company where there is centralized control to where there is non-centralized control, where everything happened in one little location and eventually two little locations and eventually three little locations, it's now instantly everywhere in the US. And you can't run a company the same way with those changes in situations. And so I have to blow up much of my system and redesign it to be able to work under these new conditions. We take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about radical disruptive change and why someone would want to go through it and what steps you should take to go through it so that it ends up coming out the way you want it to be. I believe the first thing you need to do is identify what is the end in mind? Why are we taking on this radical change? Uh, what is in it for us? What will be accomplished if I go through this radical change? And I used my yard as an example. Um, I've used another person's examples. Like someone comes in here and says, okay, I don't have savings. I can't retire. I want to retire in you know five years or less instead of 25 or 30 years or less. There's something there that's worth accomplishing. You have to be able to identify what is it that you're going to accomplish because you have to decide, is it worth it, right? Is it worth it to go through all this? Um, you can ask yourself, what will you have to give up? Like when I got divorced, I had to give up my ex-wife, right? Um, right now, what am I going to give up? I got to give up the tropicals and the plants in my yard because they, 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 they freeze every year. And so if we're going to have any tropicals at all, they're going to have to be in pots. And when it gets cold, move them in the garage. That's the only way we're going to be able to do tropicals. They just don't survive when it drops below 20 degrees. They're dead. And so you're going to have to give up some of that beauty, right? But in return, massive amounts of change as far as headache and money and so on and so forth. Same thing with your financials. You're going to have to give up that 401k and that IRA and that incremental concept. You're going to have to pay the taxes then that money to get it out so that you can go invest it to make 100% return. There are some give ups in this thing, right? And you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? What is it going to cost me? Hey, if I take my money out of my 401k, what is that going to cost me as far as taxes? 
right? I'm looking at expanding my company. What is that going to cost me? Is it, what's it going to cost me as far as new payroll? What's it going to cost me as far as new places to be? Uh, advertising, marketing. There's a tremendous, how much more overhead is that going to be? How much more staffing is going to take? There's a tremendous amount of cost. You have to be honest with yourself. Is the change end in mind worth going through the pain. If you don't rationalize the actual cost and the pain that you're going through before you do it, you're going to die. You're going to burn out. It isn't going to work. You're going to get into the project and go, my God, I didn't realize it was this big. And you see people do that all the time. They don't have the information they need, right? So you first have to come to the conclusion. Now, that's going to take some research, Right? You're going to have to do some research to come up with that, to understand totally what it is you're trying to accomplish and whether or not it's going to be worth it to you. The second thing that we do is identify the size of the change. Now, this one is really tricky because some changes in life, if made too small, will do you no good. So you go, okay, right now I've got a 401k and IRA and now I'm going to go buy some investments. I'm going to go buy a rent house. Dude, buying a rent house isn't going to change your life. It's going to add incrementally to stuff you have to take care of. You're now going to have to have contractors and financing and payments and tenants and all this stuff that's in your life. But for one rent house, it isn't worth it. Now, I bought 40 rent houses within the first year. So I was able to take those 40 rent houses and retire myself within two and a half years. I was totally retired and I was, you know, making more money than I made at my job. So putting it into my life was worth it because I dropped 60 to 80 hour a week worth of job to pick up what was essentially a 10 hour a week investment business. And so it was worth it, but I had to go large enough, right? Then when I had hundreds of houses, over a hundred houses, not hundreds, but over a hundred houses, I found that now I had built myself up another job. And so now I realized what I needed to do was go bigger, big enough. So when you go and you buy a small apartment complex, then you say, okay, now I have a manager on site. Now I have thing, everything in one location. I've got some economics of scale. But like the gentleman said yesterday that was on the show, he said, look, I got with another guy and we bought a 50-unit apartment because then we could afford a full-time manager and a full-time maintenance guy. And so to them, they had to go big enough because they didn't want to give up their jobs that they would not have to be involved in the day-to-day operations of the project. That's what you have to decide. Are you going big enough? Sometimes people go too big. We had a member the other day that decided to bite off more than he could chew, and he went after a project that was bigger than his net worth would buy him. He thought he could get someone else to sign with him. Nobody else would sign with him, and he couldn't do the project. And he had stepped way beyond his means, way outside of his bounds of you know, where he should be because he didn't understand, right, exactly how much change, right? Too much change or too little change can destroy you. If you do too little, sometimes too little is wrong, right? Sometimes too little just adds stuff in your life without the results being large enough to make a difference. Sometimes too large is way beyond your financial and educational capabilities, and it could take you down. So you decide, if I'm financially going to move into some investing in real estate, am I going to go houses or am I going to go apartments, right? Am I going to go small apartments and I'm going to be the asset manager and have an on-site manager? Or am I going to go to large apartments 
and have a management company manage the apartment complex along with staff. You gotta make those decisions. I'll give you an example. When I was looking for a house, I go, why would you go from a 5,000 square foot house with two people to a 16,000 square foot house with two people? In fact, I think my daughter was with me then, so it was three people. That's a ridiculous concept. Why did we go all the way up to 16,000 square feet? Well, because it had a 20 car garage. The reality was that I didn't need extra living space. What I needed was a 20-car garage. I had a train set up that I wanted to build. I had multiple cars I wanted and vehicles and sporting equipment. Plus, I used the other garages for dance halls and entertainment and parties. I had to go large enough to make it worth it. Now, everything had to change when I went larger. Nothing could be the same. When I had a 5,000-square-foot home, I did my own pool. I did my own yard. You know, I had three-car garage, and, you know, I had my tools stuffed in a little closet somewhere. And now, boom, everything's completely different. We've got landscaping crews, pond crews, pool crews, um, tree-trimming people, specialty tree-trimming people. You go on and on and on. we got specialists for everything because there's no way I can take care of this thing. But in return, I have space to be able to spread out all this stuff I need in my life and hold 300, 350 person parties on a regular basis. So it gave me what I needed. If I would have just gone to 8,000 square feet with a four car or five car garage, I would not have been able to do what we do with this home, right? So you gotta make these decisions. What is important and identify the size change necessary. Uh, effective right sizing is one of the most important things. So when I go out here and I look at this landscape and go, how much of this am I gonna change, right? How many changes do I make? What's important? What will make a difference? What will not make a difference, right? With my offices, and this is one of the most interesting stories, in fact, it's so interesting, I might have to cover it when we come back, but we had made a major decision that we were gonna grow, so we almost signed up for a bunch of space, extra space in our offices. But interestingly enough, when we come back, I'll explain to you why that was the worst decision we ever could have made. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. 
Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about uh, radical disruptive change, the point in your life where a little more of what you're doing now isn't going to make your life any better and that you're going to have to completely change what it is you're doing. Uh, we've gone through the first uh, two steps so far, and the ending part of the second step, which is identify the size of the chain, uh, change, I want to bring up the point about what happened to me in the office of why you really need to research how large and how much of what you want to change is. Um, you know, we thought that we were just growing and that we're going to incrementally grow our business at Lifestyles here over the next couple of years, just, you know, some national members added on coming to our local offices. And so we figured we'd expand. We had an opportunity to expand a couple of our offices. There was more space available in the buildings because with the oil you know, deal going down in Texas, a lot of businesses went out of business or consolidated. And so there was space left in the building they were willing to give it to us cheap. And we sat down and seriously thought about buying this extra office space because we were going to expand and need more staff. And luckily, we didn't. Because we sat down and we figured out what we really need is not more space. We need more people, but we don't really want the people sitting in the office. We want the people spread out all over the country helping people with the real estate transactions. And so we made the commitment that we would go mobile on almost everything. And now the space that we have, we've got three or four of the offices, maybe even more than that, just sitting empty. So not only do we not need more space, we don't even need all the space we have now. And it's interesting because if we hadn't have thought that through, and that's why I'm telling you this is so important for you to sit down and think through what it is you really want to happen before you start making changes because you can get yourself into situations where you thought that was the right way to go and it was the wrong way to go. Luckily for us, we figured out before, because see, I'm very slow to make a change. I believe that you should take a tremendous amount of time to make a change before you make the change. And then once you make the change, make the change radically, get it over with and maintain it. But don't make, don't make quick decisions. The, uh, another way to say that is when you're hiring people, hire slow, fire quickly. If things are wrong, get rid of them, fix them. But if you're thinking about taking something that is working and changing it, be very careful that you're not going to destroy what you have to accomplish something new. And that's all part of this process I'm trying to teach to you about radical disruptive change, as opposed to what you're used to in your life, which is methodical, incremental, non-disruptive change. Hey, I went to kindergarten, I went to grade school, I went to middle school, I went to high school, I went to college, I got a job. All of those were just incremental changes. None of them were radical in any way, shape, or form, and none of them were disruptive. And now we're talking about disruptive, radical change, where I'm gonna take you and change an entire belief system, maybe about how I'm gonna do something. I believe that my company should be run this way. So when I ask myself, what am I gonna lose? When I spread my company out all over the country, I am going to lose control. There's no doubt about it. I will not have as minute amount and total control over everything that occurs as I would if everything stayed just in the offices that I have. But that's the trade-off. In return, I can, employ thousands of people all over the country. I can have tens of thousands of members instantly 
because we have the staffing and we have the versatility to be able to get where we need to be. So we have to make those decisions. So step one, identify what the end in mind is. Step two, identify the size of the change is very important. Step number three, draw the plan out in minute detail. I'll tell you, type A personalities are insane. They drive me crazy. Every time I deal with one, I want to pull my hair out by the roots, start crying or go get drunk or all the above at the same time. Because what they do is they go off half cock. They get an idea. They don't think the idea through and they go out and buy something or do something or act on something without thinking of all the ramifications, all the other things that could be wrong about what they're doing or go wrong with the way they're doing it. The dominoes are falling in all directions, even though we only tipped over one domino, it tumbled all the other ones in your life and your life just goes kaboom. Uh, I did a story the other day about a guy who had the worst set of experiences in life that I had ever read on on the radio. But what I pointed out through the entire email is that every one of the problems that he had, he created for himself. This wasn't act of God problems. This was act of human being problems that he had rationalized into being act of God problems. He just is out there flailing away like a bull in a china shop, knocking things over, breaking things. You can see type A's when they go into stores, they knock it over, they break stuff, they're just crazy because they're going through things. They're looking and touching and buying and thinking and doing, and they're just crazy. So if you're a type A, get yourself someone to design your plan. Or if you don't know what you're doing, it's now time to seek out help, someone to help you design this plan. When I wanted to redesign my backyard, I'm not a landscape architect. I had lots of ideas. We looked at a thousand pictures, and every time we looked at these pictures, it was, oh, these are great ideas. And Melissa wanted to start immediately. Let's go do this. Let's go buy that. Let's go put this here. Put that there. But none of it matched. None of it would have worked. So we paid a landscape architect to come in, and it took him two or three months to draw a set of plans. But we got not only a drawing, a working drawing. We got blueprints with measurements and plant choices and stone choices and, you know, construction parameters so that when we went to do it, we could just follow the map. That's what you need. That's why people join Lifestyles if they're going to do real estate, because we will give you that map step by step how to do this stuff. If you're going to get in shape, you're going to find somebody that's been in shape that knows how to diet perfectly, who knows how to get in shape. You see a lot of our Lifestyles members have gone and joined up with these guys that used to be bodybuilders with me, and boom, now they're ripped to shreds in their 40s. They're winning beauty contests and, and fitness contests and, you know, just tremendous things because they got the right direction. You need the map. The map is important for you to not only see it and understand it, but to work through the map and figure out what's wrong. The order of steps of execution is very important. Many people do the wrong things first, right? They do the wrong things first. Uh, we, we took out the other day a crazy story about how we didn't plan this thing out correctly and had to stop and turn around. For years, I wanted a pickup truck. So 
The other day we decided, you know what, maybe we'll get a motorhome. John's got a motorhome. Uh, uh, Scott Teddy's got a motorhome. Three or four of our guys got motorhomes. Damon's got a motorhome. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Why don't we just drive around? We buy one. We'll drive it for a year or two, see everything you can drive around the country, and then we'll get rid of it. And No big deal. It's just the cost of owning it. Um, so we went out, and then we talked to Scott and, and them, and they go, well, you know, you're going to need a Jeep to draw behind it. And I go, oh, my gosh, you never thought about this. So if I have a motorhome, I got to have something, another vehicle. And I go, I don't want a Jeep. They go, well, they're fun. They go off-road and all that. I say, well, that sounds like fun, but I'm, you know, I, really what I need is a pickup truck. And they go, well, just so happens pickup trucks will actually work. And so went and we looked at pickup trucks, and when we got there, we fell in love with this, you know, Raptor, which is a super powerful uh, off-road vehicle. So now I've got the benefit of having the pickup truck I've always wanted to have back since somebody sold my 250, plus this sports vehicle, right? Plus it can be drugged behind the motorhome. Don't have a motorhome yet, but got the vehicle because I wanted the vehicle so bad just for the vehicle itself. But it fit into the long-term plan of wanting to get the motorhome. And then while we were looking at off-road vehicles, we came across this thing where I wanted to I have a big yard and I wanted a, you know, like a yard buggy type thing that you could use to fertilize and or carry stuff, you know, because just unloading something in the front of my yard and driving it to back two and a half acres is a lot of work. So I just wanted a little vehicle. But then we saw that those little vehicles can come as off-road sports vehicles, the same thing, and go, wow, that really looks like fun. So we upgraded to that. But as we we're looking at buying that, we realized that you're going to have to be able to have a trailer. But we didn't have a trailer, so we couldn't buy it. So we had to go stop buying this thing and go find a trailer. And then I found there's all the different kind of trailers. I didn't know anything about trailers, so I had to learn all about trailers. Once I learned all about trailers, I had to learn about towing. Then I had to learn about this and that. And then I got the trailer, and then I got the thing. And then it all worked out. But it wasn't thought out, <laughs> that's for sure. There was a whole lot of flailing around that could have ended up bad if we hadn't got lucky. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Talk 13.7. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley. Welcome back. The concept today we're covering is um, radical disruptive change. I've uh, laid out a five-step plan. We're on step number three right now, which is draw the plan out in detail. Uh, we want to order the steps of execution. It's very important. It could be rehabbing a building or something to do the right things in the right order. Uh, same thing with rolling out a new company project. Doing the right things in the right order makes all the difference. Um, just about any project you want to do. The order of the steps of execution are important. Next, locate the materials, the staffing, and the pricing before you get started. In other words, don't say, okay, I need these things. I'm going to need this staff. I'm going to need uh, these materials. I'm going to need uh, these plants. I'm going to need this stuff. Like, I'm going to need this kind of truck, this kind of trailer, this kind of vehicle. Uh, don't just say you need it. Locate it. Price it. Do your price shopping before you start. Lock in your prices, lock in all that stuff before you start the project. 
don't start the project, then go try to locate the stuff that you need. Uh, man, it's just, we run into it all the time. Go, hey, we're gonna go start this new project. Go, you don't have any people to do the project. Well, we'll get them somewhere. No, 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 go get me the people. Then we'll start the project because it's backwards. You have to have people to do the project. You have to have the materials to produce the project. You can't start the project. Staffing the materials is not a part of the project. It's a part of preparing for the project, which would be in stages one and two. Next, get everybody that's involved to buy in on the plan. I've seen so many people start out on a project when they're not in agreement, thinking I'll just talk the other person or persons into my idea. If I'll just go stick it in their face and make it happen, as it's happening, they'll just throw up their arms and go, okay, I'll just let them push me over, and everybody's unhappy then. Make sure everybody has buy-in on the project. It's not worth doing a project there's not buy-in from everybody. And if there's somebody that doesn't have buy-in, find out what it would take to get them to buy-in, and if it's too expensive, then maybe they're not the right person for the project. If so, if you can't, if everybody's important in the project, then maybe the project won't work uh, because there has to be buy-in. Next, create timetables of execution. So you've got a series of steps you're gonna take. You've got them in order of execution. Now you need to give them timetables because if you don't set a timetable for anything, it will go on forever. There has to be a timetable given to any part of the project. I started a, the landscaping project in my house, it was supposed to take three months, ended up taking eight months because I had no timetables in the contract. I, I had never re-landscaped my whole house before. I had no idea how ridiculously stupid some business people are. And the guy that did it for me, although he's a great artist, was a completely terrible business person. And he just could not get his contractors and subcontractors on the job quickly enough and on time. If I would have had a contractor said, if you don't get it done on this amount of time, this by this by this, you don't get paid. We would have been much better off, right? So create those timetables. Next, look for unforeseen needs. Boy, I can't tell you how many times that when you're putting a project together, you don't realize that this leads to that. Like I said, when I wanted to go buy the SUV, or not the SUV, yeah, the ATV, I didn't even think about the fact you have to have a trailer for it. I mean, it just, it just didn't even click until I got over there going, you know what, how am I gonna get this thing home? And so you have to look for these unforeseen needs. You have to think about, okay, once these chips start falling, what is going to happen? What is the next thing that's going to happen? I've got these palms in my yard, and you put in palms and they're all really beautiful and cute until they get to be 30 or 40 feet high. Then you're going, you got to pay extra to have somebody go up there and trim out the palms. Boy, if I would have known that, if I would have known these palms are going to go 30, 40 feet high, I never would have bought the palms. I would have bought something that wouldn't grow that high. Not because I have to pay to get them trimmed, although that is a pain in the butt, the reality is they don't look good 30, 40 feet high in the backyard. Palms look better low in the backyard. So I would have bought a different variety if I would have known, but I didn't know. Nobody told me they get 30, 40 feet high, right? So look for unforeseen problems, unforeseen needs. Uh, we had a party over here for 350 people. We blew out two 200 amp breaker boxes 
and the street, um, what do you call it? The thing that changes it from 600 down to, to 220. And um, it, we blew out the whole neighborhood. We had, had no idea that having all of these things going on in this house at the same time, because all these things are in my house, right? But having all of them going on at the same time was going to draw so much amperage that the transformer on the street couldn't handle the demand. And we blew the transformer out. Unforeseen. Now we know. Now we know that we have to have backup. And now we buy giant generators to hook everything up to so that it's not all running off the house lights at the same time. But that was unforeseen at that moment. And the next one, my friends, verify funding. Make sure you've got the money before you start and make sure you've got more than enough money. There's an old saying in construction, and it's true in almost any project you start, double the cost and add 10% and you're probably pretty close to what it's going to cost you to do whatever it is you think you're going to do in life. Now, once you've accomplished these three steps, you've got two more steps that are important that we run into. Step number four, get the project started ASAP. And step number five, finish the darn project. I know so many type B's will write a complete plan and never do it. I know so many type A's that will start a project and never finish it. That is what it's gonna take to be successful. Proper preparation and planning prevents poor performance, but only if you are willing to start the project and complete it on time. I hope these five steps have helped you towards changing the radical or towards producing the radical disruptive changes in your life that you need. Have a wonderful day and remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.